At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Chicago City Cast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all of the pro football matchups. Plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. This is the Chicago City Cast with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Okay, back at it here for another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host. As always, remember you can get in touch with me on the tweets at Danny Burke 5. Also, check out my show Rush Hour, which goes on VEASAN, the sports betting network, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. You can get a hold of it on the Marquee Sports Network. Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, VEASAN.com, and the VEASAN app. On this episode of the Chicago City Cast, well, we still have more thoughts on the Bears and Packers after, can I don't know, just continuous comments of Matt Nagy being boneheaded come out. The gift slash video coming out about Allen Robinson and him stopping the block with Justin Fields. How does that make you feel? How have you felt about Allen Robinson his whole tenure as a Bear? We'll get into that. 
And then further along, the Bulls news, postponing their next two games. What can we expect out of this Chicago Bulls team down the road? And what will this kind of impact have on their team and betting implications? So we got a lot of that, and also we'll dissect further along Monday Night Football with the Vikings and Bears. Honestly, I didn't even recognize that it was a Monday Night Football game until maybe this morning recording this on Tuesday I'm just like why why do we have to keep getting the Bears in a primetime spot why is this happening it's not necessary nobody wants to see it again you don't want to be like the Giants I I was you know jokingly but kind of seriously like why the hell are we getting the Giants on back-to-back primetime games they like a Thursday, a Monday. It felt like they were on every other primetime. Like, who the hell wants to see Daniel Jones? I guess at least with the Bears in primetime games, there's something to laugh about. And you have Justin Fields, actually a guy who could have potential. You have a defense that does have some players. You have a coach that clearly is just pure entertainment if you're not a fan because you're waiting to see what dumb thing he does next. So I guess that's one reason that it's not as bad as the Giants. But that doesn't mean the Bears are better than the Giants. They better be when the Giants come to Soldier Field. But I'm not banking on anything as of this point. Well, uh, I, I want to save next episode for talking season win total for the Bears. Now, I just did want to throw out, remember when we were talking about it, when it was at 5.5, we discussed, well, if you want to bet the over, instead of doing that, maybe you're better off betting them money line, the Bears, against the Vikings, because presumably they were going to be a dog in both games, which they are. And this one at home, you would think would be the one they have a better chance to win, correct? I think most people would agree. And now you're getting, I guess I'll just really quickly say it. I mean, we'll still get into it in the next episode, but plus 110 on the money line, or excuse me, on over five and a half for the Bears in their win total. Money line against the Vikings or plus 155. To me, if you assume they beat the Giants, this is the other game they win. You could say Seattle, but I think Seattle's kind of getting a little bit of a groove. This would be the spot. But again, more on that tomorrow, but wanted to throw that out there briefly now in case the line moves. But let's get into some of the extended comments we have seen slash heard from Matt Nagy post Bears and Packers. Now, in regards, and this is going to, and I tweeted out when I tweeted out the link to yesterday's episode. If you listen, you could hear me pop a blood vessel in real time. And this quote damn near did it. It really did. I honestly just would love to sit down with Matt Nagy and just try to pick his brain. I just can't fathom how this happened, how you say this. Like my fist is clenching like that Arthur meme where the fist is just clenched. That's me reading this stupid-ass quote from Matt Nagy. Here it is. I can understand the idea of going forward in that situation. I get it, Nagy said. When you look back and see what happens, when they go on that long drive and use up the clock and score, you wish you would have went for it. That's the part where you look back as a coach and you go, damn, that would have been the time to do it. No kidding! Are you are you serious? Of course. How did you not know that in a situation? Everybody knew that. Everybody's screaming from their couch knowing that you have to do that. That has nothing to do about regret and not, and not doing it. That's just you just being in 
awful coach and terrible at your job. Just terrible. That is the biggest indictment of the Matt Nagy era and that dumb quote. Damn, that would have been the time to do that. You don't think. Really. Wow, we've got a true Albert Einstein on our hands here. Unbelievable. I wish he just didn't even address it at that point instead of saying that moronic comment. How do you how do you even say that? Look people in the eye and say that. Everybody knew you should have went for it. And a good litmus test of seeing if you should go for it or not, you put yourselves in the position on the other team. For example, I guess I don't want to use the Bears and the Packers. Say, I don't know. Your, your team playing Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs, right? And you stop Patrick Mahomes on third down, but it's like fourth and one at about midfield. You're hoping that they punt the ball, correct? Because you want the ball back as the defending team, and you realize you got the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes on the other side in a fourth and short where probably 90% of the time he's going to get it. So when he punts it, oh, that's a sigh of relief. I can't believe they settled and just did that and played it safe. When you understand what the other team is feeling, what they want you to do, you should probably do the opposite. And maybe the Packers didn't care either way because they knew they had it in the bag and they knew that the Bears would mess it up somehow. But it's situations like that to where it should be easy to understand. You know, when you're sweating out of bed or sweating out with your team, you're like, oh, fourth and inches. Oh, I really hope they punt it. Yes, it's a conservative coach. Oh, what an idiot. They just gave us the ball back. They probably would have got it if they went for it. That was that situation. And if you can't have enough faith, if you don't have a play that can get you a first down there, what the hell are we doing? Why even strap up? Why even play? Why even prepare? It's ludicrous to me. It is absolutely bonkers. And then he goes on to say, at the same time, we were just coming off a three and out. We stopped them three and out on the previous possession. So I just thought in that scenario, punting was the right move but it obviously backfired. <laughs> Do you not get your playing against Aaron Rodgers? You don't stop him three and out consistently. You can't even stop Jared Goff three and out consistently. Like what? Because you did it one other time, you automatically figured that was going to be the case. Down double digits on the road in the fourth quarter. Oh my goodness. How is he still the coach right now? This is an embarrassment to everyone who has ever talked good about the Chicago Bears because of Matt Nagy. If that doesn't make you absolutely livid, I don't know what will in terms of the NFL as a Bears fan. That was incredible, the audacity to say that. Are you kidding me? And I thought yesterday my blood was boiling, but oh my goodness. He just... <laughs> You can't say anything worse than what he says. You can't do anything worse than what he does on a weekly basis. And somehow he is still the coach. He needs a lifetime achievement award award for, and it's not even failing upwards. It's just failing and not, I don't know, losing your job. Just something. Because you're not moving upwards, but you, you've done so bad to keep your job. Does he have dirt on everyone in the Bears organization? It's got to be it, right? It has to be. And I get the Bears haven't terminated anyone during the middle of the season, but this is kind of an exception, you would think. He's got to have some dirt. I don't know. I just can't see how you keep a job. I would rather have Urban Meyer as the coach at this point. Yes, that's an overreaction. Yes, that's the fan of me saying it. But that's a guy who at least would probably go for it on that fourth and inches there. 
Urban Meyer doesn't know who's getting playing time, who the hell's on his team. Doesn't matter, at least in the situation, he would know to go for it on fourth and inches. And also in the press conferences, he keeps it real in the sense where he's just like, yeah, like, yeah, your offensive linemen are getting paid so much. Are they living up to it or they should be doing better? He's just like, yeah, okay, cool. Your players are going to hate that, but I low-key respect that and you just being very blunt about it. Then Nagy just with these ridiculous responses. Both are going to be, well, no, Urban actually might stay because he's got a relationship with the owner and he said he's not making any rash decisions. But, man. The end of the season, I don't want to happen as a football fan. The end of the season, I very much want to happen as a Bears fan. And I think it's okay to feel that way. Because I have let Matt Nagy cause me so much anger and stress this season. It is just insane. And I know he's done the same for every other Bears fan. And I know he's done the same for so many people in that organization, on that team strapping up, actually putting their body out in the line for him in his ridiculous decision-making. So, yeah, moving on, you could see how a guy like Allen Robinson would be frustrated. But does that warrant Allen Robinson moving on to our next conversation to just completely give up on that block with Justin Fields? We're doing our segments, Where's the Beef and Bear With Me? And because it's so easy every single day, every single minute, every single second to do Matt Nagy, we got to switch it up. And our beef goes with Allen Robinson. I've kind of had beef with Allen Robinson for quite some time now. Is he a good receiver? Yes. Is he a great receiver? I don't know about that. And you feel for the guy. He's been shafted every team he's been on with no quarterback, no good team, nothing. I get it. So he's a very good receiver in that sense. But I've always kind of had a bone to pick with him because the last couple of years, what he would do, this is a guy that, yes, could make the big play here and there, but a lot of times did boneheaded decision-making. What was it, against the Lions where he didn't get out of bounds or didn't get the first down and went out of bounds instead? Like little stuff like that. And then another thing, that I don't think anybody talks about as much. Allen Robinson, when Trubisky was playing, I, you can make the joke, bad throws. But no, really, if you go back and look at the tape, Allen Robinson, every time he catches the damn ball, he gets no yards after the reception. He just catches it and falls down, like protecting it. Why don't you catch it and run and advance the rock after you get the catch? He never does that. And yes, some of them, because I'm sure he was so used to Trubisky having bad tosses that he's just, just accustomed to doing it. But that was incredibly frustrating. And little things like against the Lions where he made that mistake is too. You're supposed to be a top guy, a veteran, a savvy. Look at what Odell Beckham Jr. did Monday night against the Cardinals. You know, Odell considers himself, they said on the broadcast, as one of the smartest football players. And he showed it. I mean, he got the ball. He ran backwards out of bounds. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Apparently, he was the only one besides the officials who knew the rule. If you run backwards out of bounds, it keeps the clock going. Someone like Allen Robinson, you just don't see that type of stuff. Aside from that, I've been preaching on this show. I've been preaching to friends. Allen Robinson does not want to be here. That's been apparent for a while. And when he's been injured the past couple of weeks, and I'm not saying he's faking an injury, but there was no rush for him to get back, and he was not trying to get back. He didn't need to get back into the mix or want to as soon as possible. He knows he is not going to be a bear next year. He had frustrations with this team way before this season. He's Then it got worse with the frustrations of him not getting the ball enough. Matt Nagy being his coach. Bad chemistry. Probably the one leaking that 
to Jordan Schultz, who does what, a podcast with him or whatever it is. He's saying he's not the one who did it. Oh, okay, let's grow up. You did it. You didn't need to do it. Everyone knew that, but you probably did it. Anyways, the video comes out, him just not blocking, playing lackadaisically. You know, it's one thing to be a diva on a team such as the Bears right now, but it's another to do that to a rookie quarterback who's already getting his ass handed to him because of how bad the offensive line is every single play and taking hits. And that block could have got him a lot more yardage. And you just give up. You know what? That's not helping you out. That's showing your true character. I get it. You're fed up. You're frustrated. It happens. But if that was just one instance, you'd be like, oh, man. What what was that? I mean, maybe he didn't know. Maybe that was something random. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's fed up. I feel bad. No. There's been many examples of that. And I don't want to be the guy to speculate and be like, oh, he could have went back earlier if he really wanted to. But let's be honest. If we're be doing it from an honest perspective, he probably could have gone back into the season quicker with that injury. But I don't blame him. I'm not saying because he knows he's not going to be here with the Bears. He's making a business decision by not trying to risk the injury or not go out there unless he's completely 100%, right? Like he's not going to tempt fate for a team in an organization that he does not care about and that he thinks does not care about him, which is fine. I didn't want them to sign him to a big contract. I don't think a decent amount of people did. I know there's the true hardcore fans who love him and give him his respect and think he's the greatest because there's some stands for Allen Robinson who's, oh, he never drops this, this, or that, where, no, that's just wrong. He ha- he does drop passes in the red zone. I think that narrative was going around last year. No, I witnessed it with my own two eyes. He definitely had dropped some in the red zone. I'm sure he's a great guy, and he's a really good receiver. He's just not a really good receiver for this Bears team. That's my beef. The fact that you won't protect a rookie quarterback who is in just as much crap 10 feet under as you are. Even worse, you'll go to another team, you'll be fine. Justin Fields is the one getting all the heat on him, all the pressure, cracked ribs, getting hit on every single play, bad play calling. It's not completely his fault that you're not getting the ball. Yes, you guys have had miscommunication and bad chemistry, and that's unfortunate. But it's kind of tough when you're Justin Fields and you have to worry about getting your head kicked in every single play. And how Matt Nagy's going to kill you on the next one with a bad play call. How the offensive line won't protect you because they're terrible. So give your quarterback, who's a rookie, some guidance and a break. And at least if you're not playing for anyone else, play for him and finish that block. It's pathetic to see out there. You deserve to be benched. That's not a teammate anyone wants to have. Beef goes to Allen Robinson. Bear with me. Is there any positivity here? Everything's dark, everything is gloomy, everything is complaining and ranting from my perspective. I am sorry, it's just impossible not to. And if you're not doing the same thing, I'm impressed and I would like to know how. And if it's because you've just given up, that makes sense. You know, I would probably do the same, but we're at a point where, hey, this is what I do for a living, so I gotta let it get the best of me. But no, even if I was, I mean, just as a fan, it's impossible not to be livid with this team it, because it'd be one thing to be bad right you could be I'm trying to think of a good example like like you could be the Seahawks and Vikings are different because they have the offensive weapons you could be a team like the Dolphins say 
and you're bad and you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe two is not the best. Still a young team. We're missing pieces. However, they're still finding ways to win games and keep it interesting. But if they were bad, you're like, okay, a loss is a loss. I get it. Falcons, same kind of thing. You know it's not a good team, even though Super Bowl, you know, it's a completely different squad from then. They're in shambles since then. But you didn't think anything great would happen with this team this year. And it's not that anything has, but when they lose, it's like, okay, that's a loss. They're just not a good team. When the Bears lose, it's an incredible fashion, almost such as the Lions and the Vikings. Maybe not as worse as there, but from a schematic perspective, from a coaching perspective, yeah, it's just as bad. Mike Zimmer not having a good year. That's pretty evident. The Vikings defense not having a good year. The Lions being the Lions. I would be in way more stressed if I was a Viking. I think in terms of blood boiling this year, it would go Vikings number one, Bears number two, Lions number three, believe it or not. Because with the Lions, you already had incredibly low expectations. My expectations were nowhere near at the top for the Bears, don't get me wrong, but I didn't think Nagy could be this bad. I didn't think the team would completely go to shambles. I thought this would be the stepping stone year. And it, does, it looks like they're just dropping further rather than the trajectory going upwards. With the Lions, yes, you've lost in incredibly impressive ways. But they love their coach, Dan Campbell, it seems, even though he's had some terrible games. But at least they're building towards something and dealing with adversity. The Vikings are the most frustrating because they have all the talent in the world offensively. They've been in every single game. And every single game comes down to the wire. I mean, they blew a 29-point lead. I guess they didn't technically blow it, but they almost did. My goodness, because the Vikings can be a team that goes somewhat deep in the playoffs, but they don't play like it. So that's why they're number one and Bears are number two, because they just outdo themselves every week. And the Lions, at least, yes, you knew they were going to be bad. The Justin Tucker game winner against you to set the record when it should have been a false starter delay game, all that crap. Yeah, I get it. That was terrible. But at least the Lions like cover and they keep it somewhat interesting from time to time. I just don't feel like the Bears do that. So that's why that's my ranking of it. If you got any other thoughts at Dannyberg5, you know where to find me. Uh, bear with me, though, how we got on this topic. Because my bear with me is that because the Bears are playing the Minnesota Vikings, there's a good chance this game could end within one score because that's what Minnesota does. But it would be hilarious if this was the exception to where they just blow out the Bears. Do I think that's going to happen? No, probably not. The Bears always do play a little bit better against the Vikings. It's not the Packers, but the Vikings, because the Vikings are capped and shoot themselves in the foot. So, and you've also seen the line kind of move in favor of the Bears, actually, from four down to three and a half. That's where this movement's been, because it opened four in favor of Minnesota. Total opened 43 and a half. Now the total went up a little bit. We talked about this yesterday. I mean, look, these Bears games keep getting low totals, but the Bears typically keep finding a way to go over. And the Vikings are going to put up points, presumably. Bears defense going to have a tough time and a terrible time trying to stop those key receivers. I don't know what the deal with Thielen is, but if Thielen's going to be back, oh, man, even more so. You think they're going to stop Delvin Cook? Is Madison going to be back? Doubtful. They picked up Wayne Gallman. But still. And the Vikings defense has some talent, right? Like Harrison Smith's an absolute dog. Saved my ass with that punch out for the Vikings minus three on uh, Thursday. 
but they just, again, are incapable of winning comfortably. So if you want to have a positive thought going into that Monday night showdown, heck, maybe the Bears can actually keep it close. But as I always say, keep those expectations low because they'll find a way to break your heart. They did it against the Packers, right? We completely went into it not expecting anything, but the Bears, of course, then get a lot of things going their way in the first half, had a 10-point lead, and there was a slight sliver of hope. Probably for a lot of people. I still didn't have it. But it was more that I was watching like, wow, they might keep it close. Was more so than my thought then, wow, they're going to win. It was, wow, they might keep it close. And then once the Packers, you know, clearly had that momentum, you're like, nope, Green Bay is going to cover. Of course they are. Incredible. But that's my bear with me. Maybe it's not going to be too outrageous and ugly of a game on Monday because of the Vikings being more infuriating than the Bears this season. So that could be a slight glimmer of hope to have. But yeah, Bet Rivers spread three and a half in favor of Minnesota. Odds minus 112 if you want to lay the three in the hook. If you want to take it with Chicago, minus 109. Bears plus 155 on the money line. Minnesota minus a buck 90. Total up to 44, minus 110 each way. If you still want to get involved with the total, I wouldn't play it over 44 and a half. Maybe it moves back down. It might. You know, we got plenty of time. But the immediate love has gone toward the Bears slightly and the total going to the over if you wanted to jump in sooner rather than later. All right. That's my rant for the day on the Bears. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just always yelling when we're doing this. I mean, how could I not? How could you not? It's just there's something new every day that deserves screaming. Are they worth the screams? No, probably not. But again, it's a good therapy session. We'll get the positivity here one day. We'll get it with the Bears eventually. It's probably not going to be till the summer. But patience, as they say, is a virtue. And that could definitely apply to getting some successful seasons with the Chicago Bears. And it can apply to the Chicago Bulls with their next couple of games being postponed. Stick around. We're going to talk about that next, what the effect is, and what we can expect for this bowl season on the latter half of this episode. It is the Chicago City Cast presented, as always, by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here, so put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you. From now through February, for only $99, you get daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, along with betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis, all on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the entire football season for just $99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, we are wrapping up another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers with some Bulls basketball talk. Finally. 
They let the Bulls postpone some games. I mean, COVID outbreak all over the place was absolutely ridiculous. And this is just getting to be a mess, not only in with the Bulls, but the NFL too. I this is I don't know what, what you can do at this point, but that's just the winter, I guess. But this can't go on for every single season. It's going to be a nightmare. But you got to deal with it the best you can. And the Bulls will have their next two games postponed against the Pistons, which was supposed to be tonight, Tuesday, and then against the Raptors on Thursday. Next game would be Lakers on Sunday. Not sure if there are talks of postponements for that game just yet. But man, I mean, yeah, the Bulls are getting kind of screwed. It stunk. They're right in the rhythm of everything, and all their star players are getting it. And you know what? I mean, I don't want to be that guy. I mean, like, obviously, there's so many deeper layers, and it's so much more severe than going outside of professional sports and betting and everything with COVID. But we have to look at this from a betting perspective. And, you know, when we look at it from betting win totals, this is something you have to understand. That this can be an impact nowadays. This is how sports betting is for the time being. This is how sports, this is how life is for the time being. And hopefully that can change sooner rather than later. It needs to for the sake of everybody. But this is something you have to consider from a betting perspective is all these COVID outbreaks. You can't 100% handicap it, right? But you have to be aware that your bet could be destroyed or aided because of it and that's you'll probably end up evening out because of it in the long run but with the win total something like that you know it's not ideal for the bulls you know we were all over the win total 41 and a half up to 43 and a half i'm sure they'll still get it it's fine but it's like thankfully they postponed it because that's when it starts getting kind of like what are we doing now and yeah that's selfish of us to look at it from that perspective again it goes deeper than that and the players in their actual season where they couldn't care about betting but with the NBA having all these partnerships with sports books and all these sports leagues going to do that, these are things that have to be taken into account. But when it goes to a game-to-game basis, you also just have to be aware of that. And not only from, well, because of course you can't handicap it on a game-to-game basis, but say for the Bulls, for example, with all of these guys coming back from COVID, something you also have to consider in your handicap is You know, these guys have been MIA for, what, maybe 10 days, and they don't advise them probably to work out. I mean, I'm sure some of them still do, but what I'm getting to is that their conditioning may not be the same. I had COVID. I'm not a professional athlete. That is is apparent. I'm not comparing myself to one, but I'm saying, like, for some people, I kind of had a hard time breathing after COVID. I I almost had asthma growing up, was almost diagnosed with it, so it was a little bit harder for me. Um, just getting back to 100% conditioning. And again, I'm not comparing myself to a professional athlete, but I'm saying it can be the case with some guys. We've seen that in sports before. It takes a little bit to get back in the rhythm, to get acclimated. So when you look at it from a betting perspective, you could go, okay, well, yeah, the Bulls got their full roster back, but maybe we shouldn't expect and demand excellence and perfection out of them immediately. Maybe you look at unders. Maybe you don't look to lay the points with bulls in a t- with the Bulls in a tough spot. A lot of things that you have to factor in your betting. And this goes for every team, every player, every sport. And not everyone is the same. I was just giving my example. So I look at it from like, I could see how, you know, someone like Zach Levine coming back from this. And maybe he's kind of slumping to start. Everyone's like, what the hell's going on? And I'd be like, well, 
you know, he was kind of probably just chilling during that time he had COVID because you don't really want to work out during it. You want to get healthy as soon as possible and let your body heal. And maybe some people still are suffering the repercussions from it post-COVID. So I'm just throwing it out there. You know, it's all those little things that you have to be cognizant of when you're handicapping a sport that has as many games as the NBA, hockey, um, MLB coming up. We still got plenty of time, but you get my point. So if the Bulls do start out rusty too, let's not overreact. They're in quite the tough spot, dealing with a ton of adversity right now. And it'll be very interesting to see how they respond and how soon it will take for them to get back in the rhythm of things. And it's unfortunate they caught a bad break. But again, that's kind of how the world is right now at this point. And they're not immune to it. Nobody is. I'm sure it'll affect other teams. It's affected hockey. It's affected baseball. It is certainly affecting the NFL right now. But just like I'm saying, be aware of it. We'll be careful when we're betting the Bulls going forward. But the next two games have been postponed, and I'm glad they did that. They should have. They needed to. Maybe they should have done it earlier, honestly, but, you know, that's me being greedy, wanting the Bulls to be as successful as possible. But I'm sure everyone else is thinking it. I mean, the broadcast crew is getting taken out by it. Jeez. The outbreak was real. Hopefully they can get back on their feet as soon as possible and we can get back to enjoying some successful Chicago sports on the hardwood with some Bulls basketball. Blackhawks on the other side, well, look, Flurry got his 500th win. We were talking about that the other day. Good for Flurry. The thing, you know, watching this Blackhawks team is certainly a little bit, I mean, it's definitely more than a little bit. It's tougher than it's ever been in the sense of everything that happened with the scandal. And if you're still looking at this team, maybe not necessarily boycotting, but going like, I just can't fully root for them. I honestly get it. It's tough. And I'm not saying I'm rooting against them. But man, that story was tough to see. Tough to hear. And it's tough to forgive anybody really involved with that. And I'm not talking about like Taves or Kane. The way they came about it after wasn't ideal. We all know that. But it's made this season be completely unique and in a bad way. So then the Blackhawks naturally started off bad. But when I was talking about Fleury, I was like, man, this poor guy, you know, getting stuck and drug into the situation after he didn't even, wasn't sure if he was going to play. And then he came and then the Blackhawks are struggling. I was like, oh my gosh, every team he's been on has been successful. And then, you know, he's come to my team and I'm pumped about it. Now this goes down and he's getting kind of shafted. Well, the Blackhawks kind of turning it around a little bit. And what also stinks, too, is because I actually had decent hopes for this Blackhawks team. I think a lot of people saw them as kind of not like a complete dark horse, but a team that could actually be very competitive. Now they can be, but it's a tough matchup their next game on Wednesday against the Capitals. You just lost one to Toronto 5-4. to four. Let's hope they can turn it around. I'm not saying that I root against the Blackhawks or telling anybody to. I'm just saying it's ma- it made it tough, so this season has definitely been a strange one. So I'll try to talk more Blackhawks as we go throughout. It's a little bit tougher with this Blackhawks squad. A lot of the times they've played, I haven't been recording a show, so if you're feeling slighted that I haven't talked Blackhawks as much, forgive me. We will certainly try to do so. But next matchup against the Capitals, we're seeing Washington as about a minus 150 favorite. Both teams getting ample rest. Last game was on Friday. Or no, what was the last game? Saturday? 
Yeah, last game was on Saturday for these teams. So they'll both have rest, but Washington 8-3-2 on the road. Chicago 5-6-1 at home. You know, hopefully, of course, you get flurry in the net. Lankinen's been a mess. 2-5-2, 3.4 goals against average, 88% with his saves. Yikes, Lankinen not playing as well as he did last year, that's for sure. Bulls got to, or Bulls, <laughs> Blackhawks got to start getting some impressive dubs, though. I mean, beating Montreal, cool, but the Canadians blow. Beating the Islanders, who are on an 11-game winless streak, cool, but they blow. You can't lose to the Rangers twice. You know, you got to get some of these underdog wins. And you can start that against the Capitals. Do I think it happens? Probably not if Samsonov is going to go, who's been an absolute beast. 11-2-1, 2.5 goals against average, 92% with his saves. But maybe you could look for this game to go under. That could be something to ponder. If I got anything, as always, I'll talk about it on my show Rush Hour. I'll tweet it out at Danny Burke 5 If you've got any plays, whether it's looking forward to the Bulls, the Blackhawks in this game, or the Bears for Monday night, as always, tweet at me at Danny Burke 5 We'll discuss it further. I'll bring it up on the show. All that good stuff. But thank you, everybody, as always, for tuning in to another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Later in the week, like I said, we will be discussing the Bears' win total. Some more futures throughout the NFC North. I mean, I hate to say it, but man, how do we not consider the Packers as an NFL Super Bowl winner right now? How could we not consider placing a bet on them to win that award? My mind has changed a little bit because I didn't have faith in their defense, but they have proven me wrong. I know people have been considering it from preseason, but I was never fully in on it until, I mean, even before the Bears game, but... Seeing how bad their special teams was, they know that's really their one weakness right now. That's something that can change. This Packers team, I hate to say it. I know you hate to hear me say it. This team could have some value to win the championship. So we'll talk about that if anything's worth a bet in the NFC North. Vikings playoff odds, Bears win total, all of that stuff in the next episode. So plenty more to dissect throughout the course of this week. Until then, thank you as always. Please like and subscribe. It's always appreciated. At Andy Burke 5, you can catch me on Twitter. Show Rush Hour on Beeson Monday through Friday 5 to 6. Thank you, folks. Enjoy the games and best of luck with all your plays. We'll catch up again soon. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.